We're into a brand new week of Trail Talk SA. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this weekly podcast uh, aimed specifically at the South African trail running market. This week on the show, uh, it's probably one of my favorite shows I've done. I mean, I've chatted to some great people, but uh, this week, I don't know why, I just really, really enjoyed the show. Uh, caught up with Lundy Kraling today, who has <laughs> been doing some phenomenal, phenomenal things on trails around the country and around the world. Had a, had a really nice, long, in-depth chat with Lundy. I hope you enjoy the interview and then also uh, caught up with Dale Turrell who's in the UK and is a bit of an expert when it comes to barefoot running. Uh, minimalist running, we, we get into a bit of detail on that as far as uh, minimalist goes on trail. Very, very interesting uh, interview, I think, and, and hopefully you enjoy it as much as, as I enjoyed doing it. As always, if I, if I could just ask you if you wouldn't mind being in touch with us, if you have any questions or comments on the show, uh, you can pop us a tweet at Trail Talk SA. You can also like our Facebook page and interact there. Just go to facebook.com forward slash trail talk essay and uh, a huge favor that i need to ask uh, if you download and, and listen to this podcast series through the itunes platform if i couldn't just ask you to take two minutes of your time and just leave a review for trail talk essay let us know what you think of us a, a five-star rating or a four-star rating or a one-star rating depending on on how you feel about the show and just leave some comments for us as well uh, what it does is it just helps other people find this podcast a lot easier on the iTunes platform. The more sort of reviews we get, obviously the more popular we are and it just helps our, our ranking, if you want to put it that way, on iTunes. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, this is something I love doing and, and I want to share uh, Trail Talk with uh, as many people as I can and try and build a community as much as I can as well. And, and if you wouldn't mind just taking two minutes of your time to do that, to add a review on iTunes, I would really, really appreciate that. So without further ado, let's get into our first guest and we chat to Lundy Kraler. See, I tell you, we're still in early days of Trail Talk SA, and I've been so lucky to have some blooming amazing athletes on the show so far. And we've got another one for you this week. Lundy Kraling, welcome on to Trail Talk SA. Thanks for taking the time to catch up with us today. Hi, Brad. Thank you so much for inviting me. Look forward to, to chatting. Yeah, Lundy, I just wanted to sort of just have a nice catch-up. You've done some amazing things. Uh, you've blazed some serious trails over the last couple of months and couple of years as well. And I just wanted to sort of see where you're at and, and where you're heading and, and what the long-term sort of goals are. Before we get into to sort of some of the recent results and some of your, uh, your, your races that you've run recently and where you're going, how did you get into trail running? I saw that you only started in 2008, so you're still fairly new to the sport. Yeah, well, basically, um, I started with my first trail run back in, yeah, you know, as a, as a, as you mentioned, 2008, I believe. But um, I actually uh, initially started with adventure racing. A couple of friends of mine asked me to do this um, sprint adventure race, 25 kilometer, where you mountain bike and do all sorts of obstacles and little bit of trail running in it. And um, obviously, I had no like off road or any experience, and I just did it, and I really enjoyed it. And from there on, um, I actually met my my husband now at that race. And from there on, he invited me to a couple of adventure races. And I initially started with adventure racing then for a couple of years until about 2011, did the art trail run here and there. And then I was um, seconded to America uh, to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers. And uh, I couldn't obviously take my bike and my boat along. So, um, yeah, I only had my, my tackies and that made me obviously run a little bit more. So when I returned after that, after that four month period, I basically just, yeah, just started running more and more and, um, 
realize that that is that is where my talent is and where my most of my enjoyment is. So that's that's basically how I started with the trail running and and how I just got better and it turned into this huge. Um, thing at the moment. So. We'll talk about the talent and, and that sort of thing in a moment. You, you mentioned you were seconded to the United States. Uh, you're an accountant by profession. Yes, a chartered accountant. At the moment, I'm actually lecturing for, for UNISA students and so not in uh, corporate at the moment, trying to, to juggle the, the running career and the working career of it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been good. Awesome, awesome. Let's talk about talent. When did you, have you always been sporty? Like, like growing up at school and that, were you, were you always involved in sport or were you more the academic side of things? Um, I had a good balance, but um, yeah, I've always uh, sort of, uh, uh, when I was at primary school, I did a, bit, a little bit of cross country, did quite well there, um, and then in high school, I, I mainly played hockey and, and did a little bit of uh, uh, long distance athletics as well. So yeah, I, I, I would say I've always been, been the sporty kind. Were, were, you, were you any good at those, like growing up? Or were you winning races when you were at school? Yes, yes. Well, I was in a fairly small school, and I grew up on a farm just outside of Cullinan. Um, so the the competition wasn't that great. <laughs> to actually achieve a first place wasn't necessarily. You just had um, a pitch up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I I did win some races, and I I did get some provincial colours for cross country. So I, I I assume it wasn't that bad. Yeah, you, you, you couldn't have been that bad if you if you're getting provincial colours. And then Lundy, with with regards to the trail, I mean, you mentioned that you you sort of took to it after the adventure side of things. Is that where your love really lies, or is it just a, a phase that you're going through now where you go, you know what, I'm enjoying this, but who knows, five years down the line, it might be something else? No, I, I really think that I've, that I've sort of found my, my thing um, at the moment. I love being out in the mountains, and I love, you know, running up and down all sorts of technical, any terrain I can get myself onto. And I, I really feel that, I, that I'm living out my, my passion and my dream by being out on the trail. So for me... Um, yeah, at the moment I can't see I can't see that I will be moving on to anything else um, sort of soon in the in the near future. So um, yeah, if that answers your question. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But but you've you've found some some great success in trail running. I mean, you've you've just got back from from representing South Africa at the World Trail Champs. Tell me a little bit about that trip. That must have been amazing. Yeah, that was one of my um, I would say one of my highlights of my career at this stage. Obviously. Um, I was a little bit um, disappointed not being able to to go to the other world championships, which was the the long distance mountain running that they recently went to in in Poland. But um, I was so lucky as to to actually qualify for for the the world ultra trail champs, which is the one um, that we went to in Wales now in July. Um, for me, I, at this stage, I was actually only um, sort of focusing on the marathon distance. So the ultra ultra marathon was a bit far, but I managed to qualify for for the SA team, and I decided to give it a go. So it was actually interesting when I did a pre-race interview for Salem, and they asked me, um, you know, what's your goals going into this race? And I was like, geez, I've never really run an ultra distance. You know, I've I've, I've done it now in South Africa, but but on a on a mountain on a world championship. Mm. That was that was quite something new for me, so I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for. But I decided to, you know, set set the goal high and, and try and aim for a top ten position, and I and I managed to do that. Everything on the day went great, and I, um, yeah, I just had I, I put the training in, and it and it paid off in the end, and it was 
really a, a special experience for me, one that I will remember for, for a long time. Uh, I mean, you mentioned you set the goal to finish top 10, which you did. Looking ahead, I mean, is is an ambition to become the world champion? Yes, for sure. I mean, um, I think there's, there's definitely... The, the fact that I that I was there and and you know just seeing where you compare with with the world's best and um, that that sort of actually gave me hope. I mean, it's it's my first world champs and I, and and the margin that I was behind the other the other girls. Obviously, the first lady was sort of in a class of her own, but the 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 rest of them it's it's manageable just with a little bit of experience and some more fine tuning and training. I definitely think. Um, uh, a podium is on is on the cards um, in, uh, in the very near future. Well, we'll we'll hopefully be be talking to you in that near future as a world champion. That would be amazing. But look, looking ahead, Lundy, what's what's next on the cards for you? Well, um, I've basically my next big one coming up is then uh, the Otter Trail Run. Obviously, everybody um, who's into trail running knows what the Otter Trail Run is, and the competition there they will be great. And, and it's a uh, yeah, it's a really um, epic and iconic race in South Africa. So very privileged to actually um, take part in that one um, this year. And then uh, towards the end of the year, I've got a race in New Zealand, the, the Kepler Challenge, which is a 60-kilometer race on the South Island of New Zealand. So very much looking forward to that. My husband and I are traveling there um, for a month at the end of the year. Oh, that sounds amazing. And then, Lundy, I mean, you, you talk about the, the, the otter as, as this amazing race, and it is. I mean, you say in South Africa, I mean, worldwide it's, it's known. And, uh, I mean, I was chatting to, to AJ uh, about it, and, and he was saying everybody in Europe that he's bumped into when they find out that, they, that he's South African, that's the first thing they talk about is, is the otter. It's, it's definitely up there as, as probably a list, uh, as a race on, on everyone's list that they should do. Some of the other races that you've done here in South Africa that you absolutely love, that, that you can, can say to someone, you know what, you really should go and do that run. Which are your favorites? Oh, uh, there's, there's quite a few. Um, but one that, that jumps to mind is um, the, the Grootvorders Bush Trail Challenge, which is a two-day trail race um, that takes place uh, in Grootvorders uh, Bosch Nature Reserve, which is just outside of um, Heidelberg in uh, in the Cape or the Western Cape, and then another one that I would definitely for for everyone is um, obviously the Sky Run. I don't know, um, yeah, it's it's quite a distance. There's a 60k and a 100k, but for me that was just a, a very special journey. And then if you're looking into something shorter, I would definitely say the Salomon Fairway Trail Run which is in Naisna, is one of the the best like sort of short distance races that there is in the country. That the organization, the route, just everything, the the whole experience of, of trail running is actually um present in that race and it's it's really a great atmosphere as well. So if you're a, a sort of a newbie to the game, that would definitely be one of the, the races one of the highlights I would I would actually recommend. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you, you grew up on a farm near Cullinan, which is which is just north of Pretoria. You now live in the Western Cape. You guys down in the Western Cape have just got some amazing, not just races, but just amazing trails to, to run on. Where are some of your favorite places, not in a race, where are some of your favorite places to run? Um, well, um, obviously, I live in Stellenbosch. <laughs> the, the options here is, is basically exactly. endless. Yonkers and then Stellenbosch Mountain, and we we basically live on Botmas Club, which is also nice. And we just moved here a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, and then close to my, my work, there's uh, the Tigerberg Night, uh, Nature Reserve, where I sometimes do some of my lunchtime tra- training runs. 
which is also really nice. And then obviously you've got Cape Town, which is there's, there's some amazing trails in Silver Mine and Hart Bay and all of that. So no, we are we are a bit spoiled <laughs> with that, but um, yeah, yeah. So happy uh, to have that. Saying you're a bit spoiled is probably the understatement of the year, Lundy. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I I would agree, but I mean I I made the choice. I used to be a German girl, and I made the choice to move down. So I I have the privilege to say that. <laughs> no, 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 without a doubt. I mean the the Western Cape, and in particular the, those areas that you were just mentioning are absolutely spectacular uh, when it comes to trail yeah, running. At, le- at least we have the, the weather that's not always on our side. So you've got you've to be brave to be <laughs> on those trails sometimes during winter. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all part of the fun and games of I, trail running. I've always said it, that if you could take Joburg's climate and put it in Cape Town, you would have the best city in the world. Yeah, yeah, but then you'd have too many people, and the and the trails will be over <laughs> overpopulated, and, and not enough space for everyone. Too true, too true. And then, Lundy, are you also very involved from a from a charity perspective. You do lots of charity work. Tell me about some of the stuff that you're involved in. Well, um, I support a, a couple of um, charity events. Um, one is is uh, the Landmark Foundation, which is um, also one of the, the charities that are involved with the Otter Trail Run. So I got involved with them a, a couple of years back and just sort of um, create awareness for, for all their campaigns, which is just sort of um, protecting the leopards in that area, uh, specifically the, the garden root area. And then I'm also involved in um, the uh, the Red Sox Fridays, which is just um, basically a, a campaign for creating awareness for various sort of charities. Um, in particular, they focused on, on the cancer and the pink drive and things like that. So I try and get involved in, in that. And recently, I've also um, become involved with um, the Tiger Trails and Milan Murray's campaign for the um, Tiger Boat Children's Hospital. So we actually just had the... the the Tigger Trail in Yonkers this past weekend, where we raised um, yeah, quite a bit of funds for the Tigerberg Children's Hospital. So it's always good to give something back to to the community and to the sport, and it and it yeah, it keeps your passion alive, and it and it's really nice to actually help help some of these organisations. Yeah, I, I actually had Milan Murray on on the show last week, and I forgot to ask her about the Tigger Trails. Tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, you talk about the Tigerberg Children's Hospital. It sounds like like an amazing project that she's she's involved in there. Yes, yes. No, I really um, have a, a lot of respect for her for actually organising all of this because myself, being a, a race organiser, we organise a couple of events back in Gauteng on my parents' farm, and uh, I know what it takes to organise these sorts of events. And it's not just actually being in the day and you know setting up the trails. It's getting all the people on board and the sponsors and and just giving every everybody back. So she's just taking on. Um, these what they call 10-kilometer little trail runs, just sort of everybody gives a donation as the whole entry fee that, that they give, the, the donation actually goes towards the Tigerberg Children's Hospital. And um, she just organizes a couple of runs across uh, the country now. Um, she's had one in Newlands Forest, there was one in Pretoria, and now the one in uh, Yonkers last weekend. So it's really um, sort of just hits off, and um, everybody's loving it because it's a fun atmosphere, and and they also get then the, the trail runners also get to give um, to the to the community and and to some some charities, which is a great cause of beef. And it's not always about you know being competitive and and just racing all the time. It's sometimes about giving giving back to to, to the sport and to the community. Yeah. 
Lundy, I also wanted to touch on 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 just you as a, as an athlete and you as as uh, an accountant. A lot of people have asked, and and it it, it it's across to 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 most sort of really top class athletes that aren't professional full time athletes. Many people battle with getting the balance right, with, with having a full-time job, with, with juggling family commitments. You're married, so it's not like you're single and you've only got to worry about you. Lots of work goes into uh, sort of putting in time to be able to perform at the top level. Give us a couple of tips how you get that balance right. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people are always ask that question, and, and sometimes I even ask that question to myself. Um, yeah, I've, 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 I'm in the lucky position, or sort of created myself in, in that position, or um, that I that I don't have a, a sort of eight to five job. So um, I am a little bit flexible, which which kind of helps. But obviously, you've you've got various commitments, and for my side, it's basically the training, it's um, the lecturing. Um, obviously, I'm involved in. Uh, organizing some races and then the charities and, and juggling all of that requires, you know, quite a little bit of, of careful planning. And from my side, what, what, what's also in, um, in my advantage is that my husband is also sort of into the sport. So at least some of our uh, training runs, we don't always train together, but some of our training runs we do do together. So that's sort of our, our quality time sometimes during the week. We spend uh, on the trails and on the, on the training circuit. Um, and then obviously it helps to have a, a sort of a plan, a training program. We train with a group um, three to four times a week where we do like two, two sessions and then we also do two, two boot camp or just strength training. So it helps to have a structure so that you don't have to think every day, okay, what must I train? Oh, I must just go for a run. You know, then then it's easy to, to, to have life sort of take take first um, priority if you've got a training plan and a sort of eating plan and just knowing when you when you do what it actually helps to, to sort sort um, things in in place and it it helps you to manage your time because obviously there's there is enough time and i found that the more things i have to do the, the more i actually get done which is quite um you know you, you sometimes have a lot a lot of hours in the day but you don't know always how to actually actually manage them so for me, it's just um, yeah about careful planning, and then yeah that's 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 one of the things I would I would recommend. Okay, fantastic. And then you mentioned the races that you organise on your parents' farm. Tell us a little bit about those. Um, yes, it's the Diamond Dash Trail Runs. So basically, it started three years ago when um, one of the uh, community members there, and uh, we, there's a local conservancy, conservancy which my parents and a couple of other. Um, locals there uh, sort of manage. Um, it's the uh, Serenfeld Bavaria or Serenfeld Conservancy. And we just also sort of started the, a, a small adventure race and trail run there to just basically raise some funds for the, for the Conservancy. And eventually just got into this huge thing now where we've got more than 500, 600 runners pitching up um, at the race every year. So there's three distances. There's a 20 kilometer a 10 kilometer and then a five kilometer and um yeah it's, it's just really grown to be very popular sort of push belt trail run whole family experience and um yeah we we're very privileged to actually go back there and and spend some time with the family and you know just um be back in uh, where we grew up <laughs> so that's actually nice to go there like once or twice a year we normally do it in march and uh, October every year. That sounds pretty cool. Can uh, where can we find out more info online? Is there is there a website? 
Yes, there's a website, www.diamond-with2d.co.za. Okay, cool. What, what I'll do is I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So if people want to find out more about it, uh, they can just head yes, over to, to the show notes for this episode as well. And then I want to try something I've never done on the show before. I'm going to throw a, a whole bunch of quick questions to you, and, and you got to, it's quick fire. You've got to answer the first thing that comes to the top of your head, if that's good. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, no I'm worries. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Apple, Blackberry, or Android? Android. What's your favorite app? Favorite app? Yeah. Uh, Rantastic. <laughs> uh, what song are you absolutely loving right now? Um, uh, uh, what's that? Pink and that song from Pink. Uh, let me just think what's the name now. Can you sing it? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> well, it's a, new, it's a new song from Pink and the guy from Fun, from the, fun. the lead Pink singer and, from Fun. Pink and Nate Roos, give me a reason. Yes, that one. Okay. Give me a reason. What book are you reading right now? Um, nothing at the moment, but my Bible. Okay. What's the best movie you've seen in the last year? Uh, Great Gatsby. And uh, your favorite restaurant? Uh, Opidor in Stellenbosch. And what do you want to be when you're big? Ah, I guess I'm uh, yeah, a trail runner. <laughs> That's a boring answer, but yeah. <laughs> when I'm big, I want to be a trail runner. Then I'll, then I'll be really good. <laughs> Lundy, I, I mean, we, we spoke about some of the races you are doing. I, I said it to AJ. I said it to, to Ryan Sands as well. You must have races that are on your bucket list that you go, you know what, before you're done in your career, you want to go and run that. What are some of those, locally and internationally? Um, well, definitely one of the races that um, internationally that I want to do is the, the Trans Alps. It's actually a, a stage race, a, a six-day stage race, um, and you've got to do it with a partner. So hopefully my husband and I can get into that one. And then there's um, two races in uh, in Europe that I re- would really like to do, and that's the um, the Mont Blanc Marathon which is a smaller version of the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc for, for initially before I carry on to the 100 milers or move over to the 100 milers. And then also I'd like to do the Zegama, which um, AJ got to take part in this year, in the beginning of the year. Uh, Lani, you're, you're quite active online on, on Facebook, uh, on Twitter and, and your website as well. Where can people find you online if they want to follow your journey? Okay, my Twitter handle is at Lan Greiling, and then obviously I've got a Facebook page, which is just Landy Greiling, and my website, landygreiling.com. Awesome. I'll, I'll link to those as well in the show notes so people can just link straight through if they want to uh, like, follow, or, or be in touch on, on the website as well. Lundy, it, it's been amazing chatting. I want to wish you all the best, uh, and yeah, congratulations with everything that you have achieved, and, and may your, your trail running career go from strength to strength. Thanks so much for the chat, Brad, and uh, yeah, good luck with all your endeavors as well. Well, our next guest here on Trail Talk SA is Dale Turrell, who joins us from the UK at the moment. Dale, thanks for your time uh, to chat to us. You're big into minimalist running. Tell me a little bit about how your, your journey began. Well, in a nutshell, basically, I read the book Born to Run. We were friends with Ryan Sands, who's a, a mutual friend of my wife and Vanessa Haywoods. And uh, so I started trail running, uh, got injured. It led me to the brand that you saw, Vivo Barefoot. Yep. Uh, I came over to the UK. I was trying to get involved with the brand. I ended up going on a biomechanics and injury prevention course with Lee Saxby, who's probably the number one guru in, in injury rehab in the world when it comes to biomechanics and running. He's the guy who fixed Chris McDougall of the book Born to Run. 
So I got accredited under him. I was one of 12 people to be accredited. And yeah, three years later, I'm you know coaching Barefoot Running and we bringing the Vivo Barefoot brand into South Africa. So okay, cool. you'd have told me three years ago I was going to be doing this. I would have laughed at you, but it's been, <laughs> it's been quite an amazing journey and we're having some great success. You know, it's a, it's, it's minimalist running is one of the fastest growing trends within the industry and so is trail running. So we're involved in two of the, you know, hugely peaking sort of sectors in the industry. Awesome. And tell me, I mean, you mentioned that, that you, I mean, you've been running a while, obviously. I mean, have you always been, you mentioned the book Born to Run, okay? I mean, was that just yeah. a light switch for you that, that switched it over and you thought, you know what, maybe I should give this a bash? You know, I, I ran at school and I've always been good at sports. I played uh, pro golf and I've, I've done some stuff in my career. So I've always loved sport, but running was always the horrible part of it. Goalposts and back and there and back. So for me, running was never the enjoyable part. But I was always a, a, a decent enough runner. But... Uh, yeah, I read the book and my mate, I, the surf was cooking in Cape Town and I said, let's go surf. And he said, no, he's going to go for a run on the mountain. And I just couldn't quite comprehend it. And then, yeah, I just started right, running. I've got dogs. So I figured, well, I'll walk the dogs and then walking the dogs became running the dogs. It was just like a combination. We're blessed in Cape Town, really. No, you are. You, uh, I'm Joburg based and, and you guys in Cape Town have, have, have really, I mean, winters aren't great. I, I chatted to Lundy. Uh, Lundy Crailing a little bit early on and, and she said that's just punishment because it's such a great place to live in that everything can't be perfect so that's that's too true that's absolutely true so yeah I mean you know we've been fortunate enough in the Cape to also have all these runners around us you know every time we go to a trail race you know we've got AJ Carlos, Greg Goodall, Lundy you know we've just got a we've just got all this talent which is also really motivating to 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 all the runners you know to be running with the best guys is is really motivating and then let's talk about the, the, the minimalist side of things. I, be, I mean, I've read Born to Run and I understand the, the, the sort of thinking behind it. And I, I tend to agree with the thinking behind it too. But I just, I don't know if I'm just a softy, but I can't quite <laughs> figure out how, I mean, it must be crazy running technically barefoot trail. Yeah, look, it, it does take a transition and it does take some getting used to. There's no doubt about it. We've, we have become softies, but... But you guys up north play rugby until you're 14 barefoot. But, uh, you know, but g- going on to the trails, um, oh, you know, I, I, f- I felt the same. It was more the transition for me of the the Achilles and the calves and the actually, you know, going going to the zero drop that was harder to get than the um, than not actually having the, the plates and the, the, the steel, whatever you want to call it, all the gimmicks that we believe are going into the shoes. I mean, what led me here is, Eighty percent of runners get injured every year. I think one of the attractions of trail running is you tend to ignite a lot more muscles. You'll use quads, you'll use hammies, you'll use stabilizers because of the varying terrain. It's not as monotonous. So I think a lot of runners will opt for that because I, I honestly believe less guys will get injured running trail than they will on the road. It's not as a repetitive and not as bike mechanically hard to just punch out that same sort of movement, you know. But yeah, you'd be surprised how strong that foot is. I know a couple of guys like to, uh, I don't know, put in some extra cushioning or just put something on the heel. You know, if you have, you might have a race that has a very technical downhill. Maybe you would look for something. But in all honesty, all you need is a shoe that's going to stop you getting a hole in your foot. Mm, yeah. Hey, uh, let, let's talk about just the biomechanics of it. I mean, you mentioned the, the Achilles and 
the strike is very different running in, in sort of normal, I don't want to say normal because, I mean, that, the, the conventional, let me use that word rather, the conventional yeah, running shoe where, where you're looking at a heel strike first as opposed to, to the stuff that you guys are doing where it's more of a forefoot strike. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we, we're the first to say that technique is everything. You know, a guy who's con- constantly getting injured, who thinks by taking off his shoes he's going to get cured. You know, this isn't a silver bullet or a magic potion. We do think that technique is the key and form is the key. You just go watch the last, you know, the world champs and track anywhere. The guy, the good runners have all got good form. So, so we're the first to say concentrate on your technique. Go to the websites, get information. You know, you can't just take off your shoes and, and it's going to cure you. That's not the case. So it does take a transition. And unfortunately, runners, triathletes, trail runners, they're stubborn as nuts. I mean, any guy can go out and run 42Ks on a mountain. is stubborn and driven. So... They don't like to cut from their training programs. They don't like to do any of that. And that's where, where they go wrong. You know, we're so driven by time. With transition, I mean, it, the, the studies and the research is just going there. There's too many brands leaning towards it. You know, oh, I could talk to you for hours about it. A quarter of your skeleton is in your feet. 25% of the bones in your body on your feet, it's there for a reason. It's your only shock absorber you have is your foot. You know, the, the ankle, the knee, those are hinges and joints. They're not made for taking shock, which if you're landing on your forefoot, it, it, your foot's doing what it's supposed to. Yeah, and I mean, if you're landing on your heel, you're basically just jarring all the way straight back up into your hips, and that's that well, exactly. causes a whole you're bunch of its own problems. For- exactly. You're not using the forward momentum. You know, you can run with great technique even in a, in a shod shoe or, or a cushion shoe. You can run on the forefoot. But the problem is it lulls you into being lazy, and when you fatigue, you start landing on the heel. We see it time and time again. But when you're barefoot it, or minimalist, it's very difficult to do that because your foot communicates with your brain. Your foot says it's sore or you're doing it wrong. So it's a very good policeman or teacher. So as soon as you start doing it wrong, the foot will tell you it'll be sore. If you took off your shoes now and jumped up and down, you wouldn't hurt yourself Yeah. because you'd be landing nice and softly. you become... Well, like a ninja, you know, there's gymnastics, martial arts, anything like that that takes a very technical uh, skill. They're all barefoot, and that's all about posture and, and, and things like that. And running, in essence, is, is you trying to become stable. You, you're falling, you're not falling. You're falling, you're not falling. You're on one leg all the time. So it's a highly skilled movement. Yeah, People I- don't think running is skillful. It's very skillful. Yeah, and, and it's also a very natural thing. And 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 often the the shoes that that you wear. I mean, from a child, you you're you're in these shoes, and and you're almost reprogramming your body uh, to 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 a sort of heel strike, and and to to break that over years and years of conditioning is quite tough. You mentioned that runners are stubborn. If somebody's sort of leaning towards, maybe they've, they've read uh, Born to Run and they're, they're thinking, you know what, maybe this is the way to go. Where's the best place to go and get info on, on is this for me? Well, well look, the, the Viva Barefoot website is, I mean, all that information and technical stuff comes from Dan Lieberman and Lee Saxby. They're probably the two most accredited guys within the field. So without a doubt there, we're going to be hosting, I mean, we, we host three workshops annually in South Africa, well, actually biannually, twice a year, we go around the country and we do free workshops. Guys come in, we put them on the treadmills, we do video analysis, we talk them through the do's and the don'ts, and it's not even a sales pitch. I do it at running clubs, I've done it in squash courts, it's not even about selling shoes, it's about guys actually getting what we're talking. Um, If somebody was thinking about going to barefoot running, I would start by barefoot living, get a nice pair of flat zero drop everyday shoes, because remember, you might run five hours a week, but you're going to wear shoes 10 hours a day. 
that's a great place to start getting those muscles ready. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just just be careful. A great way to start is to actually not even buy a pair of barefoot shoes, but to go run around in the park or a football field. Just take your shoes off and do a couple laps, and you'll actually realize how great it feels and and how your body's supposed to run. And then go into one of the stores where, preferably one of the export stores where the guys know what they're talking about and they can talk you with, through some of the brands. I mean, our brand obviously is the one I would punt with the original barefoot shoe. But um, there's a lot of good shoes out there. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you mentioned you mentioned the zero drop. Just for for people who aren't really too clued up on on all the ins and outs of of minimalist running, zero drop just means that from the heel to the forefoot, it's exactly the same level. Whereas in uh, the sort of conventional running shoes that we're all used to, that heel is is raised slightly, isn't it? Absolutely. So our biggest problem we have with shoes today is number one, the toe box is too narrow. So the first thing you want to look for is it's pointless having a shoe where your toes can't splay out. Your, your toes are part of your shock absorber and your, your big toe is your, your lever. That's what you're pushing off on. So those need to be able to expand up in the front of your shoes. You'll find most, most guys running in a good barefoot or minimalist running shoe won't get blisters. AJ Carlitz, when he did his 11 times up platter clip, the first thing he commented was it's the first time he's run without getting blisters. It's the first time he had run in our shoes. So, I mean, it just shows you that we're not restricting the foot. The next thing that you want is you don't really want an arch support because the arch is, is, is part of your shock absorption. And then the zero drop, which is from toe to heel, that there's no change in, in height. So basically, if you took off your shoes and stood on the floor, that's, that's what you're looking for. All the shoes should do is protect you from the hot and the cold and from getting a, a hole in your foot. Just something really important to bear in mind is that if you are thinking of switching over, don't go and, and if you're running 10Ks a day normally, don't go and try and run 10Ks minimalist from the get-go because you're going to do some damage, aren't you? You're going to get hurt. And, you know, those muscles, we, we call it changing the software. So you've got to uninstall. It's like changing from Windows and going to Mac. You know, you've got to uninstall. You've got to change the software. You've got to do all of this stuff. It's, it's not as easy as just going barefoot. And the problem, a lot of guys run with good form, will get it quite quickly but then push it too far and, and, and then, you know, you'll end up with a different set of injuries. It's proven that by running on your forefoot, you're 50% less chance of getting injured. That's fact. That's coming out of Harvard. But the research also says that if you run on your forefoot, you still can get injured. So it just opens up a different can of, of worms, but you've got much, le- much less chance of getting injured. Yeah, without a doubt. It's been amazing chatting. I, I really appreciate your time, and I'd love to have you on again just to, to chat about it more in depth. And, and, and maybe if, if, if our listeners have got any questions, they can submit them through on the email podcast at trailtalksa.co.za, and, and we'll run them by you, and, and let's answer some of those and, and, and get some, some information out there. No, we thank you guys, man. Yeah, brilliant. Love, loving all your stuff, loving all the podcasts. So keep them coming, especially when I'm stuck over here in London coaching. And we will keep, I'll keep you posted so you can mention to the listeners when the workshops are because we're going to be doing Joburg, Durban, Garden Route, and Cape Town again. Sounds, so it's, sounds it's brilliant. worth everybody coming. With, without a doubt. Let's stay in touch and, and, and let's see, see what we can do. It, it sounds, sounds fantastic. How long are you still on the Mud Island for? <laughs> yeah, too long. Probably another... About another three weeks. <laughs> Just leave the weather there, okay? It's been great, great here. We don't want it. No, we're actually not doing too badly. It's our, our one week of, of sunshine, so <laughs> I'm going to claim it. Yeah, summer's on Thursday. Yeah, it's sunny today, and you've got me inside talking on Skype. I can't believe it. <laughs> we'll go and run. We'll chat soon. Well, do good, man. Thanks for your time, no, Brad. 
Well, that's it for another week of Trail Talk SA. Thanks a lot to Dale and uh, Lundy Kraling for joining us on the show today. I really, really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, pop us uh, uh, a tweet, if you wouldn't mind, at Trail Talk SA. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook. Trail Talk SA is all you need to search for. Or pop me an email, podcast at Trail Talk SA. Uh, just a quick heads up as well. Uh, you may or may not know, but I host a running, a road running podcast as well called Run Talk SA. And uh, if you've ever considered or, or maybe thinking about running the Comrades Marathon, there might be something that you're interested in doing if you've, if you've never run it before. Myself and uh, Lindsay Parry, who is the official Comrades Marathon coach, are hosting a free webinar uh, that'll take place on Tuesday, the 3rd of September. Uh, just on, is Comrades for me? That if you're sitting having those sort of thoughts, we'll answer a whole bunch of questions. We'll go into what it takes to run Comrades, what do you need to be running now, uh, how to enter all of that sort of thing and if you have any questions as well uh, you can ask them on the night too it, it'll be a very very interactive process uh, all the details if you want to find out more uh, all you have to do is go to runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades that's runtalksa.co.za forward slash comrades and and yeah just have a read up if it's something you want to do register like i said it is free and and we'd love to have you with us on on the evening and, and answer your questions so until next time here on trail talk sa have yourself a fabulous week and we'll chat then cheers bye Thank you.